You don't have to be big. You just have to be different. Make a difference to people. Whatever you're doing is different and have the passion. Welcome to this brand new Lightbulb Moment episode brought to you in partnership with Dell Technologies, who believe in shining a light on these life-changing moments shared by incredible founders and entrepreneurs taken from my conversations of inspiration. It really is an honour to share their inspiration with you, and I hope their story impacts your own thinking as deeply as it has mine. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown. There's something incredibly special about speaking to female founders later on in their career, and perhaps that's because there are just so few of them. To get to where they are today, the hurdles they have overcome, the barriers society have put in their way, they are now trailblazers for women who have gone on to follow in their footsteps. So as you can imagine, what an absolute honour to speak to Dame Mary Perkins, the co-founder of Specsavers. While speaking with Mary, I asked what some of the best pieces of advice she could give to those listening. And here's what she said. I want to ask you, after your 40 years in business, what's some of the best pieces of advice that you can give for those listening? Well, we've already gone through the passion bit. Um, It is hard work, so, but don't think that you have to get big. And I, I tell loads of people that. Okay, and we talked about how many stories I got. You can be successful and do something really good and make a difference and, and have a passion for something and still make your living. Let's face it, you can't not make a living. You've got to pay your mortgage or whatever. You've got to make a living. Um, but you don't have to be big. You just have to be different and also make a difference to people. Whatever you're doing is different and making a difference and have the passion where possible, involve the family. And that doesn't mean that they've got to come and work for you because if you've got a passion and it's it's taking all your time up, they've got to know what you're doing. So keep... Bring them on the journey with you. Yeah, yeah, let them help. I mean, even when my children were tiny tots, they knew optics and opticians inside out from the day they were born, basically, (laughs) long before Specsavers. So... um, Yes, involve the family, not necessarily employ them, but involve them. Don't try and be... And I always get worried when I see someone with a big office and expensive this and that and whatever and big cars. You don't need that to start off with. It doesn't make a difference to your company, you know, if the size of the car you've got or the size of the house or the the, the office office or the desk you've got. It doesn't make any difference. It's what you do and and how that's perceived by your customers, not all the razzmatazz that you, you want to show off yeah. what you've got, you know? And that's what I'm trying it's, to say. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's less the length of your peacock feathers and how big you can <laughs> oh, that's lovely. push oh, them I out. To, you know. I'm going to remember yeah, that. Thank it's you. more the colour. It's more the colour and what you do and how you affect people, isn't it? And and I think that that's a notion of the past and potentially, you know, what I, I'm desperate to do is try and, you know, one of my life's work, I think, is to try and change that perception. Mm. You know, you can be small 
small and nimble and make a profound difference and be successful, whatever success is to you, how, you have, how you've measured your success. Mm. If that is maybe sending your child to a school that you want yeah. to, or, you know, maybe it's um, having one family holiday, or is it that you can give up your job that you don't like anymore? And, you know, it's all about these things. And I think that is the change that we're trying to potentially right now let everyone know that we we need to get on board with it and it's not the size of anything that matters no, anymore no, I'm, <laughs> wink wink well done as well i mean it's, it's sad that we've got to keep saying how many stores and how many countries spec savers is in but, but i only say that mary because i'm so proud of a of a woman founder with such values with such it's a great inspiration for us that so i'm i less reel off the numbers in that way. I reel off in congratulating you that you've been able to do something because us women need people like you to look up mm. to. And I think the, the other thing is be yourself. Yes. Be yourself. I can never be anything different to what I am, you know, so that uh, you can't change yourself. I dread to think how many people who tried to send me to lessons for public speaking and all this sort of thing. I, well, it's, it's just me. I'm, I don't, I'm too old to learn now. I'm just going to be who I am. <laughs> no, it's seriously, though, be yourself. Don't try and be something you're not. Just be yourself. You might have heard me speak about the good old 29,000 days we have on this planet, something I worked out on my 40th birthday. But for some reason, I've actually never updated the number. So thinking about this light bulb moment this week, I decided to. And the big news is I have 16,200 roughly days left. And as I record this episode, I think about the built-up wisdom we just listened to, where Dame Mary Perkins, who is 78 years old, think how many days that is that she's lived, what she shared with us, asking us to concentrate and understand what success means to us personally and to make sure that whatever that is, we do it being only our true authentic selves. After all those years experience, I mean, think about what she has built and that roller coaster she must have been on, the amount of people she's hired and interacted with, the business dilemmas she's had to solve, the crises she had to see her way through, and that this is her advice, which she never had when she started. I think about when I started Not on the High Street, and thanks to what I could see or had seen growing up, the idea of being successful was to get big. And with getting big had profound effects on your personal lives, what cars you'd own in the homes abroad and so on. I remember Harry was totally obsessed with this garage that would take up the whole floor space in our living room. This must have been three to four years into Not in the High Street. Bless him, he would spend hours getting all his cars out, letting them whirl around the twisted car park lane. You know the one I mean. He would adore telling me about his favourite cars and there was this one which looked like an Aston Martin. He would come up to me and talk about Bubba's car. Bubba's his name for me, you see. I saw nothing wrong in that. It was my way of staying motivated. At the same time, I was withdrawing the cash we had for the week and dividing it into envelopes for the food shopping, the nanny, the weekend, and so on, because things were incredibly tough. But that was my perception of success. The Aston Martin, the house, the holiday home, the lifestyle, and the size of the business I was growing. 
Of course I was me, and small businesses and products were, and still are, my life. But with a young child, no money, I had to focus in on making all my sacrifices worthwhile. So when people would ask me straight out, within seconds of meeting me, how many people I employed, I would answer, feeling like I was participating within the proper business realms, rather than thinking what a total dick they were to ask that, as I do now. Success to me was whatever the men had done before, whatever business looked like in the papers, whatever the investors would like, so that we would never run out of money again. Faster, bigger, faster, bigger, and then the whole world. But when I now reflect, you know what success looked like for me even then? I just didn't realize it. What I loved seeing and hence building Holly & Co., It was when the partners would come and see me in my glass CEO office. I'd have to move all that bullshit aside and focus in on that husband and wife team coming in with smiles from ear to ear as they showed me their new collection, telling me about leaving their makeshift office in the basement and how they'd built a proper office at the bottom of the garden. I'd then tell them how much I thought they were going to scale We would get extremely excited. We would have a good cry. And many, many hugs later, they would leave full of energy. I too would be full in so many ways that my day-to-day never gave me. That hour I reflect on in ways is now my full-time job. I get to do that bit for 12 hours a day for the last five and a half years. I have found what success looks like for me. And even though I'm a sucker for a car, I mean, you are talking about the girl who had car posters on her wall, tried to get my driving license before 17, and just adore putting my foot on the pedal of any fine machine. So although I respect the Aston Martin, I do not need that status symbol. Success is personal. It's also got to take into account necessity. So don't get me wrong, or Mary wrong here, success, whatever you define it as, has to make you a living and you have to work your bejeebas off. But you need to think, have you ever even asked yourself what success means to you? That exact question. Have you ever written down a list of the precise things that if you asked your 80-year-old self, are you happy with how you spent your time? the answer would be hell yes. Have you thought about if you are actually happy doing what you do? Would success be to involve your family? I mean, I love how Mary highlighted this. Is it in the industry you are in right now? Would it have you being more creative? Would you live as you are? How involved are you in your community or any community? Are you juicing life as you should be? Stop comparing, stop looking to the past to determine what your successful future could look like. Rip off the plaster and ask yourself this tough question. In a way, for all the small businesses not on the high street has helped thanks to its scale, I'm glad I didn't know any of this then. But thank God I do now as I build my life full of success because I am now exactly who I was born to be and get to do that for the next 16,200 days, God willing. 
A big thank you to Dell Technologies who've brought us this episode today. I hope you enjoyed this light bulb moment. To listen to my whole conversation with Dame Mary Perkins, DBE, co-founder of Specsavers, or any of our past founders, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if this episode has made you smile, helped you on your journey, lifted you up, I'd be so grateful if you might rate and review to help us reach even more people.